Hello and welcome to the Research Connections podcast, the show that brings current expertise and cutting-edge research and connects it with users in the community. everyone. I'm Michelle Lamb. I'm the director of BU CARES. CARES is the Center for Aboriginal and Rural Education Studies here in the Faculty of Education at Brandon University. And I'm here with Jackie Kirk. I am the chair of the Department of Leadership and Educational Administration, and I'm interested in some knowledge mobilization. So I was speaking with a teacher a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me how disrespected and frustrated she feels with teaching over phones. She said her students are bringing in phones into her classroom and she feels like she needs to amp up the sort of entertainment factor in the front of her classroom to try to compete with the tech that students are bringing in. And so I thought that would be a great topic to start off our very first podcast. So we're here today with Mike and Grant. Do you two want to introduce yourselves? Sure. My name is Grant Hamilton. I'm the uh, Director of Marketing and Communications here at Brandon University and uh, have been um, one of those people in the back with <laughs> uh, cell you. phones, whether it's a meeting or a class. So I understand that side of things for sure. Yeah. I'm Mike Nada. I'm in the Department of Curriculum and Pedagogy here at the Faculty of Education and my area of study is educational technology. and just to start the ball off a bit, that when I started here, there were signs appearing in the hallways that said, you know, turn off your mobile devices when you go into class. And I went around for the, took a year or two, but I took them down constantly. They'd reappear, I'd take them down again. So you can see where I stand on this right from yeah. the start. <laughs> and I have another perspective as well, because I teach classroom management and I teach senior years classroom management, where I think is probably most of the place that that issue comes up in classrooms. And I just had the discussion with my students, it might've been last week, it might've been the week before, um, because I walked past a classroom um, where the professor was saying, you've got 10 seconds, I don't care if you throw them out the window. I don't care if you throw them in the wastebasket. I don't care if you throw them out of the door. They need to be out of here. And I was coming back to them and saying, you know, I was working in technology in a school division when we were saying things like, if we could just put computers on everybody's desk, mm -hmm. you know, we'd be so much further ahead. Now we're at that place where it's possible and we're saying, get those <laughs> things out of here. Um, yeah. Well, it's like anything else, right? Like it's it's a tool and it's how you use it. And so the, the frustration doesn't appear to be with the tool itself because I'm sure every professor or teacher who has a problem with phones in the classroom also has their phone in the classroom. It might be locked in a desk drawer. It might be in their pants pocket, but they have it and they use their phone too. And this is, this is a problem that goes back to was it Aristotle who didn't like students who wrote things down because it meant you weren't, you weren't memorizing them, right? Uh, raise your hand if you doodled in class, <laughs> right? I, I doodled in my in my textbooks or my notebooks. I Yeah, I wrote little poems to girls I liked in junior high. Like, those were, that's a pencils of technology and you can use it inappropriately or you could use it appropriately. And so what we need to do is recognize the fact that students have this amazing sort of 
glass and metal rectangle that can give them all the information and all the entertainment in the world in a microsecond and figure out how we can engage them so that they're in engaged with the information that we want them to be learning rather than, I don't know, some Facebook game. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it's obvious there's, they are, they can be distracting. I don't think anybody would deny that. And we do have a problem with too much screen time. Um, you know, right through, it's not just kids, it's adults too. And those are actual issues and problems we have to talk about and solve. Um, but I, I recall one teacher I was working with, um, this was a number of years ago when s mobile devices were becoming more allowed or acceptable in schools. Um, and the school I was, he was working in was thinking about adopting a one-to-one. -one. So he told me, he met with his class, it was a high school math class, and he just had a discussion with him and said, hey, we're going to allow you to have those phones out because they're a, a graphing calculator where you don't have to spend $110 for a Texas Instrument calculator. They've got videos, YouTube's got hundreds of them on concepts that could help. Um, they, you know, dictionaries, all these tools that are on this little device that everybody has. And he said, however, we have to use them appropriately. And he said, I'm going to have mine out too, and it's going to be on my desk. And we have to learn to ignore those dings or w look at what our settings are for notifications and be mindful about how we use them. And to me, it was a great way of, of opening that discussion with students and as Jackie said, it's mostly high school or this is an issue, I guess in um, upper middle years as well. But have that open discussion about being mindful and being appropriate in the use because I can do that myself. It's, <laughs> I need to control myself sometimes. With them. So Mike and I did some research a few years ago in Minidosa Collegiate. Um, and they have a one-to-one -one program. And what we found when we went into classrooms was that most students had several devices at their desks. Most of them had a laptop and a phone for sure. Some of them had an iPad as well. Um, I sat beside a grade 11 student and it was a really significant sort of observation for me. Um, I sat beside a grade 11 girl that was, uh, she had a sign up on her desk for a teacher to say that she needed help. So she was stuck and needed help. So as I sat down beside her, she was texting with a friend. I was sitting close enough that I could look over and see what she was doing. She was texting. She was waiting for the teacher. The teacher came along and she finished off her sentence and she put it down and she said, sorry. And she went to her laptop and she explained what she needed. And I was really watching the teacher to see how the teacher responded to that. The teacher didn't respond at all. She helped her with what she needed on her laptop and walked away. The girl picked up her phone right away and started texting again. And I thought, uh-oh, here it is. She finished off the conversation and went back to work. And I thought to myself, you know, that's really appropriate. Both the teacher and the student acted really appropriately. That's what I do when I'm doing my work. Mm -hmm. If I get a text, I don't ignore it. I look at it and see if I need to answer it right away. But when I go into class, I put my phone on my desk. I always explain to my class that, you know, I have some calls that I might need to take. And if that happens, then I take the call and, you know, 
maybe once in a semester, I'll get the call from my mom and I feel like I need to answer it because I'm responsible for her. But it's not really disruptive to my class. Um, it would be more disruptive if I saw that she had called and I didn't answer it and I worried about it through the remainder of the class. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's what we're going for. I think that's what we're shooting for in terms of appropriate behavior with cell phones. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a model behavior, that student and that teacher, right? She's able to engage with the conversation and disengage from that conversation mm -hmm. as needed. Mm -hmm. I think really that's one of the unsung uh, benefits of of uh, you know classroom education. We talk a lot about online education as well, or sort of um, uh, distance education mediated by technology. But coming together in a group, one of the things you're also doing is those establishing and learning those social norms around how to use everything that's going on mm -hmm. around you. And so that's exactly how I am if I'm out socializing with somebody. Oh, I get a text. I'll quickly check it. Is it urgent? Maybe I can ignore it. Is it not urgent but deserves a response? Maybe I can send a quick response and put it down and then continue doing whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It works in a classroom. It works in a restaurant. Uh, it works at home. And that's one of the important things that we're teaching the students is how to, how to yeah. engage and disengage. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes in the classroom, especially in a, in a public school setting, there's a, there may be times where you want those devices put away. And if you develop that environment within your classroom and you say okay everybody they're going away turn them off or I know some classrooms now have those uh, bags that you could put them in and that they can't get signals or whatever but um, you know develop that environment where okay we have to do this thing now put them away and I think most students respond to that and um, you know, and I've seen that kind of thing and heard about it from teachers in the classroom. So works. what do you think might come 5, 10, 15 years from now when the device isn't something you can put in a bag? I mean, we're already seeing, you know, it's the Apple Watch where it is, it's pretty inconspicuous. A lot of people have them, but you can get notifications mm -hmm. on it. You can listen to music. You can search the internet. What happens when that's built into your eyeglasses or mm -hmm. what happens when that's sewn into the, like the fabric of your, mm -hmm. of your uh, clothes? And mm -hmm. it starts out as a really useful, oh, it's sewn into the fabric of my clothes. It's checking my, I don't know, perspiration and heart rate or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe it's also giving me a buzz when I get a notification and just as distracting whether you look at it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely something that will be more of a problem, as you say, because they are going to be things you can put away. Um, sure. I'd, but I didn't say problem, right? Yeah. I don't know no. if it is necessarily a, well, a problem. It, it's yeah. a challenge. It's probably it, the wrong word. It, it depends it, on who's defining it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you always, what you end up with is you end yeah. up with last generation defining it for this generation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people grow up with the social norms mm -hmm. of, let's say, a cell phone. And it could be a completely different social norm when you're looking at watches or wearables. And we get into those things that are traditional, right? Like that was a surprise to me when I was talking to the students in my class because they weren't going to have cell phones in their classrooms. No, they thought they would keep them out of their classrooms, most of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, several of them even stopped to talk to me about it after class because I had sort of troubled that. Oh, yeah, you're right. I sit with mine when I'm doing my homework and I can handle it just fine. And it's more about knowing whether or not 
like knowing your own limits mm -hmm. and knowing whether or not I can sit with my phone on the desk and still engage in my work. And partly, I think that's about making the work important, like the work has to be important to that's, them. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. an interesting perspective too. I also think there's lots of research that says that multitasking, constant multitasking is not good for focus, mm -hmm. it's not good for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those long engaged tasks mm -hmm. that you that you do need to to apply yourself with. On the other hand, that's that's the world we live in, right? We sort of have to maybe chop up the tasks a little bit differently if that's the the real politic of it. And we have to start having kids think about those things and have those discussions. And that's why the whole topics of and all you know, the buzzwords are digital literacy and digital citizenship, but mm -hmm. regardless of what you call them, um, having those discussions and, and learning that behavior, learning how to control your own impulses when it comes to that and knowing when to put it aside, when to respond, um, you know, it, it's such a key thing that should be done in schools. Mm, this is such an interesting conversation. I just love hearing your perspectives. I wonder if um, you could give some advice to my friend who is feeling really disrespected in her classroom when students are ignoring her. If you if you had someone like that that you were advising, what would you say to her? I think there's opportunity for her there. She already knows that she has students who are engaged with the with the phone, right? Mm -hmm. What the problem is is that they're not engaged with her. So can she access them? through the phone. If she's not able to engage with them from the front of the classroom, can she leverage their attention on the phone in some way? And maybe that's building in some immediate feedback or polling. There's really easy apps or websites you can go to. You can do Insta quizzes where people actually have to respond on their phone and then it's displayed immediately on the board behind her. That might kind of do a jujitsu end run around what they're, <laughs> they're currently, they've got the phone in their hand, right? Use it. Use yeah. that phone and use it in some way that advances her agenda rather than, uh, mm -hmm. you know, trying to fight against it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that I just wonder about having a conversation with them and mm -hmm. saying, you know, this is, um, I'm finding this really difficult and um, let's talk about how we can resolve it together. Mm -hmm. um, how could we do this differently mm -hmm. so that you could have your phone sitting there and, you know, you could be engaged with it and I could still accomplish the things that I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, and help them to connect with why her agenda is also important to them, mm -hmm. because with teenagers, that's always the thing. If yeah. it's not important to them, it's not important. Mm -hmm. And there's some, you could find all kinds of little uh, videos on YouTube as discussion starters. And some of them are quite humorous, and you bring in that humor in an outrageous way of someone not using the you know, the device appropriately and so on to open that kind of discussion mm -hmm. and, and to see mm -hmm. things in a different a way, idea. perhaps. Mm -hmm. All right, any last thoughts? Just that we have these devices now that are more powerful than the computers that sent man to the moon 50 years ago and landed us there. Um, and is the reaction that we do like the government of Ontario and ban them? Yeah. Or do we get with the times and help our kids navigate the changes to the world and use them in an appropriate way? Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, it's important not to be 
device specific. If you focus on the problem of cell phones, you're going to miss the problem of smartphones. Just like uh, if you focus on the problem of uh, pen and paper, like Aristotle or whoever it was did, you, you miss the benefits, but also you miss the, the fact that it's not really about that. Mm -hmm. It's about engaging people and you can use the technology to do that. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you very much. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Research Connections podcast. You can visit our website for links to everything that was mentioned in the episode and for more Research Connections content at www.brandonu.ca slash bu-cares. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you can stay up to date with current research that impacts your community. Thank you.